Logo Man, Patch Auto, one of one, Luka Doncic. Boom! What, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Hoops and Cards. Gary, your host here. Great to be with you, basketball card collector, investor, fanatic, lover, admirer, pursuer, whatever you're doing. Thanks for listening. Thank you for finding our podcast. Friends, this is one of those like midweek, let's get it out there. Lots going on in the NBA. You've got the all-star game in less than, I don't know, less than two weeks. You've got the NBA trade deadline tomorrow at 3 p.m., although some announcements will leak out way before and way after that timeline. You've got LeBron James surpassing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's all-time scoring record for most points in a career. You've got some players stepping up and performing in major ways like Cameron Thomas, the, uh, what is he, second year? Second year guard for the Brooklyn Nets scoring more than 40 points a game for his last three games, taking advantage of the playing time and scoring need uh, opened up by Kyrie's trade and Kevin Durant's absence. And yeah, you've got Kyrie's trade. What does that do to the Mavericks, the Brooklyn Nets, the landscape of the NBA? And how do any of these things affect the basketball card market? And uh, let me give you a big picture perspective before we dive into some of these specific players and and news items um the sports card market overall you wind up paying for cards you end up buying cards whether you buy boxes of cards and open them or buy individual cards whether you buy in person or online in an auction or on ebay there's so many ways to do this but there's a general pattern that i want to call out here the general pattern is this when when that sport is in season, so say it's in the middle of baseball season or the middle of football season or soccer's World Cup, when, when a sport is in play and it's that time of the year or their time for the playoffs, that is not necessarily a good time to buy any of their cards at all. There's a lot of news that breaks. There's a lot of breakthroughs and performances that are memorable and all that stuff. And there'll be moments, but for the most part, the best time to buy sports cards of any given sport is out of season. So for the NBA, for pro basketball, you need to think big picture here. If you plan on doing this for more than five minutes or more than five weeks, I'm I'm reminding myself right now, like a guy having a great month or a guy getting a milestone or a guy getting traded, a team getting better. It's February. This is a time when the prices have already started to go up and people have started to turn their attention to NBA basketball, turn their attention away from, for the most part, pro football and soccer and certainly baseball. Right now, the NBA is coming into the main focus. It is going to be along with the hockey, along with the NHL, but really for our purposes in this podcast, The NBA is approaching its biggest moments of any given year, the All-Star Weekend and the playoffs. 
So the All-Star Weekend is a week from Friday, nine days away. The NBA playoffs then are mid-April, maybe early April this year if you count the play-in, which we, we should. Big news with the trade deadline. So there's all those things, and it's right now. Those will be times when there will be impulse buyers. There will be lots of people willing to pay for your cards or somebody's cards on eBay or anywhere. Again, there will be people looking to satisfy right now their need for a LeBron James card, their need for Luka Doncic starting his first All-Star game, their need for Zion Williams or Williamson or Cameron Thomas. Most people, guys, most fans, most card collectors are impulse buyers. One of the reasons I even do this podcast is sometimes it's to remind myself or to remind us of better options, a better strategy to go about buying and selling basketball cards, a way to think of players from guesses on guys who might be great. Cameron Thomas has been a guess of ours for a while. Those prospects, guys, we don't really know what they're going to be or where they're going to get the opportunity or when it's going to happen. Jaron Jackson finally making an all-star team. I'm not sure he deserved it, but I guess defense matters. You know, players that are guesses, some that are good, some that are great, and a very select few that are in the conversation about being goats. So LeBron James cards. If you listen to our previous episode, I talked about those. And I do hope that uh, this record and more to come in LeBron's career will increase, will like raise the, the floor, raise the overall value, the overall ocean of LeBron James cards that's out there. It's just gonna be a higher premium on his, pretty much like you you football fans might have seen happen with Tom Brady or you soccer fans might have seen happen with Lionel Messi. These are players, Michael Jordan, LeBron James in the NBA. Not in that order if you ask me, but LeBron James, those cards, there's always going to be a market for, there's always going to be interest in, he's always going to be popular. And that was already true before last night's record-breaking performance against uh, Oklahoma City. It's just one more massive record to add to his legacy. And uh, I have sold some LeBron James cards in the last two weeks, and I'm happy that I did. Because what I just said, this is, this is primetime in season. Prices are up and demand is up. Great. Uh, if I'm going to buy a serious LeBron James card, I'm not buying right now. Why? Because everybody else is. I want to buy when nobody's thinking about LeBron James. When it's August, when it's September. A lot of the cards in the NBA, a lot of the basketball cards, graphs and charts that I looked at this week, they seem to bottom out, like to hit a hit a hit an absolute bottom actually in middle December. So buying season isn't just August and September, you guys. It's October, November, and December except for those guys that come out of nowhere and they're like, I'm Laurie Markkinen, I'm an all-star now. Like players that, that take a jump and a, and a leap in their scoring, their performance, what they're doing for their teams, all that stuff. So, so friends, we're here to help you and to say, hey, yeah, it is, it is not a bargain buying season, but you might be excited about the NBA. What cards, what players? I'll just tell you what I'm looking at right now because I do have cards that I think are Man, as I look ahead to the All-Star game in the playoffs, there are some players that stand out to me as, you know what, uh, if I want to keep that card for a long, long time, like years and years, 
it's a good price right now. If I want to buy a card, that same same card, say it's a Jason Tatum rookie or a Giannis Antetokounmpo rookie or a Luka Doncic rookie, <laughs> uh, there are cards right now that I anticipate them having some increased value or at least some sales over the next three months. Do I think the all-star starters have a chance to stand out and, and send their card values up this season right here in February? Like if Donovan Mitchell drops 50 in the all-star game, yeah, I think his cards will sell. If Donovan Mitchell leads the Cavs to the Eastern Conference Finals, do I think his cards will go higher in the process? Absolutely. Same for Jason Tatum with Boston and Jalen Brown. Same for Giannis over there in Milwaukee. Same maybe for Kevin Durant in Brooklyn. But here's here's why I'm saying this. The prices on PSA 10, and in some cases PSA 9, all-star rookies. So I should have said the Joker first. The Joker, Nikola Jokic, is for, for everybody's conversational reality right now. He's one of the top three or four MVP candidates. Having another awesome season, he could three-peat. And let me just say this about his cards, and while I'm at it, Joel Embiid's cards. If you are looking for PSA 10 cards of their rookies, there are not very many out there. The population counts on Joel Embiid 2014 cards and Nikola Jokic 2015 cards. Those pop counts are low. They're low. Now, you could also say, well, the demand for cards of centers and big men is low in comparison to players like Tatum and Giannis and Luka and John Moran. Absolutely. Absolutely. However, Denver Nuggets look really good. Philadelphia 76ers look really good. Joel Embiid could be the MVP. Nikola Jokic could be the MVP. And while I'm saying all this, I, your host, Gary, have done my research. I've studied up. I hope you... I hope you aren't one of those people that says, I figured this all out in November. I don't need to learn anymore. No. Uh, the NBA keeps evolving. Players go up and down, get hurt, get healthy, uh, perform well, shrink back. Like there, There's going to be some shakeups in every season, literally every week. And so I'm constantly paying. I care about the NBA. But I'm also like, man, uh, I want to be learning about the card market. So I, yes, I use the Market Movers app. Uh, at sportscardinvestor.com. If you want to go download that app or sign up for their uh, month, like a monthly subscription at any level, make sure you use the promo code hoops and cards because we get a, a discount for mentioning it to you and you get a discount for uh, using that promo code. So awesome there. But I looked at my Market Movers app and I said, all right, I, you know, had to say goodbye to a LeBron James rookie card, tops PSA 8, and I sold at a price I was very happy to sell it, okay? Might buy it back when it's not LeBron loving season. (laughs) It's gonna be September before we know it, you guys, and uh, that may be time to jump back in on the LeBron market. But for now, I looked at the graphs of everybody from Zion, Tatum, Donovan Mitchell, Giannis, the Joker, Scottie Pippen, Dwayne Wade, Dirk Nowitzki, Michael Jordan, I, I was looking for cards that I could say, hey, uh, right now, is it a relative bargain compared to where it's been the last 90 and 180 days? And do I see the possibility? Do I see something good ahead for these guys? 
A, in the next month or so with the All-Star Game, B, in the playoffs or the run-up to the playoffs, and C, I forget what C was. It was really good, though. Is it a card I would like to hold long-term? Like, if I told you, hey, that's going in my 401k, or that's going in my retirement plan, I'm not pulling that card out. Uh, did I just buy a player who has longevity in the hobby and in the sports card market? So those are the guys I want to point out to you, have you take a look at, do a little research on. We should talk a bit about two news pieces after this break. What can I possibly say about Cam Thomas, Cameron Thomas, shooting guard, point guard, whatever he is. For the Brooklyn Nets, he's had three 40-point games in a row. And I believe every one of these games was without Kevin Durant, obviously without Kyrie. And two of the three games Cam started. Uh, He's one of those players that we've talked about very frequently on the show. One of those types of guys who just needs an opportunity. And here he is exploding right in front of our eyes the last week or so in the NBA. Now, what do we do with that as card collectors and investors? Well, I don't know if you noticed, but some of them sold after his first 40-point game. But after his second 40-point game, lots of Cameron Thomas autograph rookie cards, rookie patch autos, all kinds of uh, his cards were selling on eBay go into sold items and completed items and you'll see a lot from February 7th and February 8th. A lot from last night because he did it again. And here's what I would say to you. Uh, He's the kind of player that some of us were prospecting and buying rookie cards, finding his cards in the dollar boxes. And now is the time to sell them. Or yesterday (laughs) was the time to sell them. Even if we think his run will continue. Now is a good time to sell and take some profits. I do not expect uh, this, obviously, this scoring outburst to continue. But I, I would hope, and I, I don't run the Brooklyn Nets. I know that's not news to you guys, but I, I don't decide who gets to start for them. That is up to uh, Jacques Vaughn, their head coach, and really has a lot to do with what moves they make in the remaining, what, 24 hours before the trade deadline. So there's there's a lot up in the air about Cameron Thomas's near future, but I think the thing that gets solidified here, the thing that, that I, I would get to this point where I'd say, I believe in Cam Thomas. It's just a matter of time. And he had three incredible performances in a row where he was playing most of the minutes against the starters of the other team and performed scoring-wise at a very high level. Very high. So so people are excited about him, naturally. And they're also like, bye-bye, Kyrie. They're about to add Spencer Dinwiddie, a veteran with more experience, more consistency, who can play both guard spots. And Dorian Finney-Smith, a guy who can shoot threes, but really isn't uh, as much of an offensive weapon as he is a defensive stopper. So I like... Overall, I like what Brooklyn is doing, but I don't think they're done, and I don't think they're done 
figuring out what their lineup is and what assets they have moving forward. If they're going to try to contend this year around a Durant team, which makes sense. They still have a lot of pieces, but I have no idea how they're going to, you know, make all this happen. So what they're going to do. So that we can find out more in the next 48 hours, I believe. But for now, what am I doing with Cameron Thomas cards? I'm saying we should make a list and we will. And it's February. We do this February, March, and even early April. We make a list of guys who are showing flashes. That would be a very, very visible pop on uh, Cameron Thomas's part. Three, three 40 point games or a guy runs off a 10 game string where he averages 20. Jalen Williams, J-Dub looks great for Oklahoma City and he did well last night against the Lakers. There are going to be certain players that maybe they're not all stars, maybe they're not full-time starters, maybe they're just filling in for other guys for now, but this is that part of the season where people like Desmond Bain, Tyrese Maxey, Darius Garland, Julius Randle, Pascal Siakam, Jalen Brunson, the list really goes on and on and on. February and March is when we see a lot of guys get opportunities to show what they can do. Even if it's just for a a window of three weeks or four weeks. And uh, what that does is signal to me as a basketball fan and as a card collector slash investor is here's the kind of player that uh, I could be buying before they are a key pillar or a key star on a playoff team. Here's the kind of guy, you know, I can buy Anthony Simons a year ago before a lot of his prices shut up and before he takes over for Damian Lillard, which may be in a year. It may be in five years. I don't really care. All I know is at some point, Anthony Simons is going to be the star of his team. He is going to be the lead gun, the leading scorer. He is a different cat. Don't do not. I mean, I get that, that Portland has had guard combos that are potent before, like obviously McCollum and Lillard, but do not equate Anthony Simons and CJ McCollum. They are very different players, very different players. Now CJ has the ability to score whenever he wants. He can take over a game, but he is just different and built different than Anthony Simons and Anthony reached this status, reached that uh, showcase of his ability. I don't know why I'm even talking about Anthony Simons right now, but but he reached that at a, at a much earlier age than CJ. Back to Cam Thomas. Your time to buy Cameron Thomas, let's say if he, if he does continue to start and continue to put big numbers up, your time to buy him maybe was three days ago. But your time to buy him is in person at shops and shows where You'll have dealers that know all kinds of things about all kinds of sports, but they're not paying attention to the day-to-day. They may think Cam Thomas is just a flash in the pan, and maybe he is. That's the danger with young players. Maybe he is just a flash in the pan, meaning he had one week that he will never be able to replicate again in his life. A great week. Congrats, Cameron. But maybe, in fact, probably, it's just a precursor, just a sample of what he could do, what he will do when he gets a bigger role, when he gets a starting spot. I think it's that because he is so young and because the league is not shocked. That was the thing. He goes off for 40 points. Nobody's shocked. Kevin Durant's not shocked. 
Nets fans aren't shocked. People who have followed him at all, we're not shocked. We know that he can score. Cameron Thomas is a bucket. Yes. Yes, he is. He's an absolute bucket. He's unstoppable. He can do all the things. He is confident, cocky, uh, three-level scorer. He can score from long range. He can drive to the basket. He can do just about all the things you'd ever want a player of his caliber to do. Cam Thomas is a complete scorer. So there is that guy who will take over games more so in the future when he's in a role that he has to. So I like him, but I like him now. And you're going to have to be a little bit more aggressive in searching for deals on his cards. You're going to have to be maybe patient and wait until it's buying season or until Brooklyn's eliminated from the playoffs. There's going to be windows where his cards will be cheaper than they are now. I believe that. Uh, If you believe or if we hear that he's going to get a starting role in Brooklyn and he's going to play 35 minutes a night from here on out, then the conversation changes immediately to something else because he will be something else. Take care now. Bye-bye then.